Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, the podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, second pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. You're stretching. Stretching. Got me on the stretch. You're already in your, your basketball shorts and your executioner pastor t-shirt. Yep. I got my flip-flops. Yep. You're, you're like, you're ready. You're ready for the pool. You're like, it's, you get out of here. Dude, I'm, I'm ready for my nap. You're going to go straight I'm going to go straight home. This is a sad, we're recording on a Saturday. Yep. She's going to go straight home, lay in that sun. And it looks and like, not only is there sun, there's like a nice breeze too. Uh, I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah. I put my headphones in. And I'm going to wake you up by jumping on you. Like, uh, a little, like a little kid waking up his daddy. No, for real though. My yeah. back, uh, my back's a shade lighter. Than my front right now. Oh, so you're gonna be laying on your tummy? Yeah, at least start oh, there. That's gonna be. Oh, I can't wait to come over. I'm gonna surprise you. Uh, <laughs> well, you better listen. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, it is. It is. It is well. Uh, <laughs> what happened, Jimmy? No, I understood the reference. I don't know what you're talking about. Go I ahead. understood the reference, uh, but it, it's it's pretty private. Your your backyard? Yeah. yeah, totally. So make sure you give me a text. Listen. Because I don't like you, lines. You you need lines. I don't lines like lines are like the final mark of modesty. Okay, <laughs> that's what that is. That's the that's the demarcation of a modest. Well, that's why person. I wear these ones because like I could go. Well, then you can hike them up. Yeah, just don't take them off. No, I know, but I'm saying let me know because I don't, don't want to have fine. one. Look at it. Your wife shows up and I oh, got listen, my hiked she's up. seen worse. She's seen me. Okay, so don't oh, worry about, about to it. Say, I was like, uh, I don't, I yeah. don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm going through my head. I'm like, no, I've never seen you. Dude. I know that's what you said. Saying. She's seen worse. Yeah, I'm thinking me. like, okay, okay. Yeah. Come on. Well, I don't what well, context, Joe. I will see. We'll see what happens. I don't know. You guys coming over? I, I hope so. I mean, I gotta, I'm, we gotta talk to my wife, I, I, but I'm going to, I'm going to bet. Yes. It's a nice day. To, well, you guys are always bet. welcome. You know that. Yeah. All you gotta do is just, even if we're not there, you guys know the code. I do, but you said you're going to change it. <sighs> no. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll give you the new code. Okay, we'll see. I know. Once you say I, that. But, you oh know, yeah, I know. Uh, I know. Once, once okay. the I have to get it from Greg or somebody. I'm no, because sure. once the painting's mm. done, then I gotta change it because I don't want these people knowing my code. Mm. Yeah. A anybody want to guess what Jimmy's code is to get into his backyard? Shut up. <laughs> it's super complicated. <laughs> You'll never guess. It's a four-digit code. <laughs> The dumbest code ever. Well, your neighbors would know. Uh, so it's, yeah. it's safe for your neighbors. Of course. But any Stan out there that uh, is all about the fofo, <laughs> they're getting, they're breaking in on the first try. <laughs> they're like, they're in. I'm swimming in the fofo waters. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know the code. Yeah. <laughs> Man. All right. So how uh, are you doing? When are you, you going to get your sermon done? Uh, uh, Just after this, right? Yeah. Actually, right. I'm just going to wrap it up and then I'll be done. So yeah, looking forward to that. Um, hanging with hanging with the fam, maybe hanging with you. That'd be good. And uh, yeah, tomorrow we're gonna listen. Be you got, you Father's got, Day. You guys are coming over. Just stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to. So yesterday I told everyone I was like, uh, yeah, Michelle, the Thorns might come over. I, I don't know if they are. Which means they're not. I know. Might usually means not. It means not. Yeah. Okay. But it was also last minute. Yeah. So that's that. That that's to why. me is the a heightened reason she, why we totally would have come if we could have. No, I know, I know. But my kids heard me, and they go. Is Killian coming? I was like, I don't know, guys. Like, tell Killian to come. I said, I don't All right, know. listen, here's the thing. Killian, if you're listening, you'll be fine. So, you know how Killian had long hair? Yeah. And then we had to shave, yeah. like, a lot of his hair off because when he's watching a show or playing on the computer, he twirls his hair and he wound up pulling, making a bald spot on the side of his head. So, I, I lifted up all the top of his hair and I shaved 
real close with the clippers, mm-hmm. right? Okay, yeah, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, well, he did it again with the top of his hair <gasps> and pulled off a bunch of hair. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> we're going oh to have to cut it. So I said, now this time, because he, he got it down, like it was bald, bald. It was a bald spot. So I said, now we're going to have to shave it with a razor. Oh, no. And I said, but, like, let me see what I can do. So uh, he, it, his head has been shaved bald with the razor, except for this, like, tuft of hair no. on top. Dude. No. He looks like one of them gumdrop. The, he looks cool. He looks good. I'm like, I'm like, killing you. Pull it off, man. You actually look cool. And, what's, and I said, here's no, the thing. No, Munchkin. It was a Munchkin kingdom. I don't know what that is. Wizard of Oz. I didn't watch that. You never watched Wizard Why would I have ever watched The Wizard of Oz? You know what I was watching growing up? And it wasn't kids' movies. I've never seen The Wizard of Oz. Never. Never. I've seen clips. I saw the witch melting, and I saw those cool-looking monkeys. I like them that fly. I will, all right, hold on. You've never seen Munchkins? No. No, no, yeah. The, 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 I, I've seen those guys. Yeah, yeah. The little, uh, yeah, like purple or something. What? The, what? I don't know. They, they, they were color, some kind of color. Okay, hold on, hold on. This is essentially... You're doing this to your child. No, no, you look did like that. that. No, nope, doesn't look like that. No, no, no. Wizard of Oz, Munchkins. No, yeah. So, um, so I told him, I go, listen, buddy. Here's the thing. Because we were going, he, I was like, hey, you want to come with me? We're going to go run some errands. He's like, yeah, sure. And he looked at me funny. I'm like, nobody's going to care. Here's the thing. Your haircut is extreme, but it's cool. It means that they'll look at you and go, like, that guy did that on purpose. Oh, y- which yeah. you didn't. Which is different. Well, but it it looks cool. Like, don't worry about it. It's cool. So he's just owning it. He's he's, he's feeling pretty good about it. Okay. So yeah, hopefully he'll come. He he would want to come unless he's like, over at his friend's house or something. But I would think he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless he's pulling the Jimmy and hanging out with Greg and Andrew or something. Um. All right. So I did some tweeting while I was gone, and uh, you know most of it was pretty innocuous, but uh, a, a couple of them for some reason got a lot of play, and one of them was funny. All right, what are you doing? I'm paying Allie Huss for the chickens. Okay. You bought chickens? Yeah. To, to, to kill? Uh, did they pluck them and everything for you, though? Yes. Yeah, okay. So, nice so, you know, we had the I'm two. glad you're doing this on our time when we're no, trying I to have a conversation. Th- I'm it's sending really her, I'm helpful. sending her her money. Um, so I sent a couple of tweets out. And uh, one of them was like a goof. It was just... Uh, what was the goof one? Oh, jeez. Now I lost it. Hang on. I don't know how to do this. Oh, see? Now you're going to blame me? All right. So I literally, I have no idea how to get back to uh, my account. Here we go. Attention Southern Baptists. Thought, T-H-O-T, is not short for thought. Thought, O-T, has a specific meaning. So you might want to curb references to hashtag SBC21 thoughts. I'm here to help. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I put that That got some love. I put that out yesterday and it's got like 882 likes, which is not a lot for some people, but for me, that's a lot. But uh, all right, all right, relax there. What? Nice little humble brag. It's not a humble brag for me. That's a lot. That's a lot for every lot of people. That's a but lot. N- but there are people that do a lot more celebrities. I mean, and you're not there. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. So for me, that's a lot. <sighs> Anyways, all but right. most of us are not there. Well, no, of course not, because I'm a big deal. <laughs> all right. So then I'll admit, I'll admit. Uh, sometimes I see things and uh, it looks kind of rubby the wrong way and uh, I talk. And since Jimmy wasn't there, I couldn't talk to him. I put up a tweet. <laughs> and so here is the tweet and it got a lot more play than the other one. Uh, oh, hold on, let me go to it. Cool. Now go. this one says, I believe what the Bible says about sexual ethics. It's clear. And by that, I mean sex outside of marriage between a man and a woman is sinful. But I believe what the Bible says about sexual ethics. It's clear. But why does it seem... 
Like the guys who are super amped to talk about homosexual sin rarely seem to address the more prevalent problem of heterosexual sin. And uh, I got a lot of love for that, but I also got a decent amount of pushback and nowhere close to getting ratioed, thankfully. That would be embarrassing. I just have to own that then. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, so I thought, like, why don't we talk about this? And because here's the thing, guys, tweets are generally, especially in my case, they're not well-crafted, thought-out pieces of literature that you labor over. You have a thought, not T-H-O-T. You have a thought, and you throw it up, and you interact. And it's it's a, it's a truncated 140-character uh, concept. And uh, so you can only say so, so much. But some people were, like, uh, you know, answering it with uh, – answering it and pushing back, but they did so with class. And other people were asking questions, and other people were just, like, you know – throwing me away as if I was endorsing homosexual sin, which I am clearly not. Yeah, virtual signaling. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so um, so let's just start with this. Uh, what the Bible says about sexual ethics is pretty clear, right? Um, the, we have throughout Old and New Testament um, a lot that is said, uh, and it, it does boil down to that sex is reserved for the relationship of husband and wife in the context of marriage. Outside of that, it is wrong. It is considered immoral. You know, you start looking at what the Bible has to say about sexual sin, and, uh, you know, it's like flee sexual immorality from 1 Corinthians 6.18. Every other sin a uh, person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. So it's, it's, it's going beyond mental sin, which is real, like lust in your heart. You're actually using your body and another person's body, so you're defiling others yeah. by virtue of leading them astray. Uh, we're, we're commanded to you know keep the marriage bed pure or undefiled in Hebrews 13.4. Right? God actually judges the sexually immoral and the adulterous. So the Bible has, I mean, a lot to say about sexual sin in general. Um, and of course, it, it, it condemns or forbids explicitly uh, sex between people of the same gender or sex, as well as uh, sex between uh, heterosexual couples who, who aren't married. So I'm not arguing for any kind of softening on what the Bible mm, says yep. about sexual sin or the issue of homosexuality. My issue is... It seems like there are people out there that are super eager to talk about homosexual sin, and they rarely address the more prevalent problems of heterosexual sin. So let's talk about some some good reasons why people are addressing homosexual sin today in their social media ministry preaching. Why would why what are good reasons and important reasons to talk about homosexual sin? Because it's so prevalent in our culture today, uh, it's pushing. I, I would actually say I think it's trying to push itself into the church. I mean, you're seeing uh, denominations or uh, uh, associations that are embracing that, even yep. allowing and ordaining, you know, uh, ministers, quote unquote, yep. pra uh, practicing homosexuals, homosexuals mm -hmm. and, and saying this is great. We're moving forward in our culture. I mean, you see it really pushing into uh, the church today. Yeah. And uh, even in the tweet, I'm not saying we don't. I'm just wondering why there is talk about this, but not about the other. So we'll get to the other. So I agree. There clearly is a an agenda that the world has to push an ungodly, obviously unbiblical uh, perspective on sexual ethics 
and in this case now, as it relates to homosexuality, where it is not only tolerated, but celebrate, celebrated, and if you can't celebrate it, you are condemned for being a, a hateful bigot um, or a homophobe. So there is definitely a push by the world to make this more acceptable. So on the one hand, when you're talking about homosexual sin, I think the, the, the stat that's in my head is like 2% of Americans uh, would identify as homosexual. Um, uh, I could be wrong, but whatever. It's a, it's a small percentage of people that identify. So in one sense, we're addressing a sin that is committed by a small percentage of the population, but connected to that is a different sin, which is the celebration of sin, which is being embraced by everybody. That's why so, it's So that's important. just it, right? It's not only, like you said, it's, it's maybe lesser population, but they have such a microphone. And, and I think that microphone that they have, like our children are hearing it. Sure. Our I mean, it's in our schools. Well, yeah, I'm concerned with, I'll just be honest. I'm concerned with some of the posts that I see, you know, even teens oh, sure. at our church. Yeah, because they wind up like repeating or regurgitating what they're hearing. And, you know, I'm concerned because I'm like, uh, why Why are people not talking to them, you know, about this? Like, why? Like, I, in my head, I'm like, ah, I, don't, I just don't understand. Like, you know, they, and we're allowing. Right? Right. And so that's where the concern is, right? Like, mm -hmm. we're allowing it to continue to push, push within the church. And even our children are being uh, hit with it. I got my kids asking me questions. Mm -hmm. you know, I've had them a few times asking me questions about this. Listen, um, we homeschooled our kids for several years, one all the way through high school, one all the way through middle school, junior high was what we used to call it. Um, and the other two are in public school uh, in the in grade school. But um, even when our kids were not in public school, they were just in the neighborhood hanging out with kids. Everything was known. Like they would hear everything. Mm -hmm. like they would, And they would come back and talk to us. Hey, so like, uh, you know, Hey, how, th this person only has a, a mommy. How? Why is that? And well, there might be reasons. Maybe there was divorce. Maybe it's just a, a single mother, and they, there is no mm -hmm, mm -hmm. daddy in the picture, or maybe whatever. And so, and then there are other like this guy has two dads. He doesn't have a, a mom in the house. It's just you know his, his dad and his dad's his husband. And so, like it's you're going to have to address it in one way or another. But the world is systematically pushing an anti-biblical, uh, uh, you know, God dishonoring philosophy and that's what the world has always done ever since sin came in like the world pushes a philosophy uh to blind people to numb people so that they don't see or sense the revelation of god the will of god and so that we do need to address this i'm not suggesting we don't address it i'm not suggesting we aren't clear about well, it. well you only got 140 characters too right yeah yeah and i'm also not the guy listen if you guys follow me on twitter you know i don't use it very much like i i, I share links to doctrine and devotion, mm -hmm. and occasionally I'll tweet. Uh, I'm busy, and I have real conversations with people in real life that keep me very busy. So I don't. I'm not hungry for a lot of online interactions. So I've just not. That's just not where I'm at. But uh, but yeah. So you know the the idea here is that I'm. I want to be clear uh, that what the Bible says about sexual ethics, sexual morality, and immorality is clear. What isn't so clear to me is that sometimes there are people who have large platforms who talk a lot about the this agenda that the world has, talk about the homosexual sin and all that, but I don't hear them hardly ever. And in some cases, I have yet hear them address the more prevalent heterosexual or alternate sexual sins.
And what I mean by that is, yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean? Oh, just say so, it. So, yeah. So it's like, for, for example, people are saying like, because there's no, and I got a lot of tweets like this because there's no agenda uh, for the world from the world to get us to embrace, you know, heterosexual sin, which is wrong. Of course there is. Um, in fact, they've won. The world has adopted that and that is in our churches. How many, you guys think at your churches that people that are engaged aren't hooking up? They abs, not, not all of them. Not absolutely. You can't but, say that. But, but people in your church that are engaged are hooking up. That's happening. That's happening all over. And, and again, it, I'm not, to pretend as if the world has not worked hard to instill among Christians a soft ethic on sex as it relates between heterosexual couples is ignorant because it has. In fact, I think that's perhaps, perhaps that's why some of us are so inclined to focus on homosexual sin because we're not very comfortable talking about the sin that is more common and prevalent in our churches. So, uh, so I'm talking about a couple of things here. I expect us to deal with sin in the world because we, we, we preach the law of God to expose sin and call people to faith in Christ. But at the same time, like why would a person who has a platform focus on homosexual sin, but not sexual abuse? Like why? And, and people would say like, well, because there's, there's no strategy to, um, to dupe people and churches and Christians aren't being duped into accepting, you know, pedophilia into their churches. Okay, um, there is a strategy from the devil to dupe the church, to tolerate pedophilia. And the way that I know that this is true is because churches, ref many churches refuse to address the issue. When people are caught, they do not prosecute. They cover it up. They make victims accept forgiveness from their uh, abusers without ever going to law enforcement. I'm not saying don't address that particular issue. I'm saying that if you're going to be a, the person that talks a lot about sexual sin, then you should be the person that talks a lot about sexual sin and not just homosexuality because it sort of rings false to me. It sounds to me like you're like, oh, that really bothers you. But it doesn't seem, at least like from observation, it doesn't seem like well, sexual abuse doesn't seem to be on your radar. And that's more prevalent. Right? It, it doesn't seem to me that that yeah, just people hooking up and, and having sex uh, is on your radar. And uh, it's like, well, there, you know, why not? Why aren't we talking about both? Because I would think if we have a clear standard in scripture, which I think we do, and we preach it equally across the board, then we will be addressing all of these things. And we, I think we need to very, judgment starts with the house of the Lord, right? We should be first, not exclusively, but first dealing with the sins that are common to us. Like let's address our problems, our temptations, you know, like the idea that, uh, that people in your church, that kids aren't going too far you know, that are, they're not crossing a line morally in their dating relationships is absurd. And so not talking about it is only encouraging them to do it. Not addressing it creates more of a problem. So that was kind of what I was getting at when I said, well, there are more prevalent heterosexual sins and, and heterosexual sin might have even have been not the clearest term because that, because it can go in a bunch of other ways. But camping out on one and neglecting others seems to me to not help your cause as much. Whereas, you know, when I'm talking, I've, I've had conversations with uh, same-sex couples and they ask me, you know, they find out I'm a Baptist minister. So what's your view of us? I remember one couple was like, so what do you think about us? And I go, I love you guys. What do you mean? And they go, no, what do you think about 
us being gay and being married. And I said, oh, well, and so I, I, my, my, my short summary would be, I explained to them that I derive my beliefs and my ethics from an ancient book that they would consider primitive and, and wrong, but I believe it to be the word of God. It's the Bible. And so I don't get to pick and choose what I believe. I don't get to pick and choose what I think is right or wrong. I actually have to get it from this book. And that book tells me this. And then I explained to them that, you know, sex outside of marriage between a man and a woman and that we are made male and female, made for each other uh, in certain ways and not for each other in other ways. I explained all of that to them. Uh, but in the context of like, listen, it's not just homosexuality that is an abomination. Like we get this idea like, well, homosexuality is an abomination. Uh, you know, it sounds it sounds like a Marvel villain, right? And it's like, mm -hmm. this is a really, really bad thing. And of, of course it is. Sexual sin is a really, really bad thing. But lots of things are called abominations in scripture. Not not just um, not just homosexual sin. Um, and of course it does call that. But uh, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord from Proverbs 12, mm. right? Uh, so that's... <laughs> So I want to push back a little bit. Goes in a bunch of I, I, I want to push back a little bit and just ask this question. So I think we've said in the podcast, maybe, maybe I, um, maybe it's more in private conversations. I don't remember. Um, but not everyone's going to be amped or speak out against the same thing. We talked about well, sure. with with AHA, right? Yeah. We said okay, that's a ministry or that like even even justice, social justice, and and aspects you know within like reviving the community right like mm -hmm. the mission of the church is to make disciples as disciples and yeah so we've had all that so does it seem unfair then to expect an individual that god has placed on their heart to push back against this push back against homosexuality and then but expect them to be well no you should be doing this as well like is it unfair to uh when we looked across the board and said well there's the church is only about this and people are going to God's going to use individuals in the church to hit certain aspects right. of the culture. Uh, is it unfair then to be looking and saying, well, well, isn't it? Yeah, maybe God has placed that on their heart. Yeah, to push that against. I think that's I think it's fair to say that um, somebody may have a particular burden for that. That's the right word. That, burden. that, that particular uh, sin, not because it's a sin, but because of the people that are hurt by it and the people that are deceived by it and mm -hmm, the hope of the mm -hmm, gospel. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's fair. I totally think that's fair. Um, however, I guess I would say at the same time that like with AHA, my interactions with them, despite our disagreements, is uh, they are not parsing things out in such a way that only makes it pointing the finger at people away from them. Uh, they are looking at the world and they're looking at the church. And when I'm looking at the at some of the people that seem to focus more on the homosexual thing, they don't have a particular calling to that. They have a public platform that deals with a wide variety of issues. But when it comes to sexual sin, they have one thing to say. And mm. for, for my money, it's like, well, okay, sexual sin. It's, is, it's not a fuller picture. Yeah, it's like there's like, I listen, if you have a ministry dedicated to reaching homosexuals, uh, or, or the LGBTQ yeah. ministry. Okay, so that's your ministry. Now that's going to have a certain flavor to it and you're going to deal with that in certain ways. I get that. But they're not, at the same time, I don't think they would be quiet about sexual sin in mm. general. It seems to me if you're talking about sexual sin and that's not your thing, you don't have a ministry to LGBTQ, but you're just a talking head. I don't mean that in a bad way, but like you're, you're a guy that like, you know, you're a public theologian. Why would you not address sexual sin and then parse it out because I think that would make your argument stronger. I want our appeals, both to the world and to the church, about sexual sin to have weight. 
And I think it has much more weight when you understand the whole of sexual ethics and you're not just focusing on part of it. That's part of my pushback is it is that I mean, part of it is that, boy, you know what? It doesn't. It feels a, not that it is, but it can feel a little holier than now. You're, I'm pointing at the gays. I'm pointing at all these people that are doing these things. You're, you don't, you're not, you don't know these people. You're not around these people in some cases. Um, and so you're pointing your finger at others. Well, like what happened, what happened to all of the sexual crimes that are happening inside your tent? Like, why are you not talking about those things? So that's what, I guess that's what kind of bothered me. So I think there's room for people to have a specific emphasis. I think that's good that they would have an emphasis, but when it feels like they're like not addressing other issues, it doesn't ring. It doesn't ring healthy for me. Of course, as we like to say, Joe could be wrong. I could be and, wrong, and, and he might just have to apologize to everybody. Well, that, I'm not going to apologize. You're not going to go on your your apology no, tour. I don't do an apology tour. What are you talking no, about? What would I do an apology tour? First of all, you don't get paid for an apology tour. <laughs> okay, if I would get paid for an apology tour, goodness, I might do an apology tour. <laughs> but I definitely think that. And listen, some Christians are are afraid to say anything about the homosexual uh, yes, issue. Yes, that's wrong. Uh, listen, we have to address the world. We have to call out sin by preaching the law, and then we point them to Jesus by preaching the gospel. So some people, absolutely, some people are capitulating. Uh, but that wasn't, that's that's not what I'm seeing. Like, I'm, I'm seeing that, but that's not what I saw at the moment. What I was seeing in the moment was something else. And so I, I was like, hey, here's a little tweet. Here's a little thought. Here's a little subtweet. It was a subtweet. It absolutely was a subtweet. And so it's like, listen, I don't apologize for subtweeting, but uh, I do recognize that there is a limit to what I can communicate uh, on Twitter. And there's and there are hindrances to me communicating just because I'm a sinner and I'm not going to always do that well. So I've actually really appreciated a lot, most of the responses and pushback that I got on Twitter because I'm not disagreeing with those things. Mm -hmm. I'm simply asking that we be mindful in preaching against sins that we're not just pointing out other people's sins but we're pointing out our sins as well and holding us all to the same standard while looking to jesus for redemption and for renewal well we'd love to hear your thoughts you can follow us online on instagram and twitter at doc and devo or on facebook slash doctrine and devotion you can head to the website doctrine.com they can contact us you can sign up for the email blast hit the store joefostore.com and grab some gear we got that fresh pot every monday and thursday we got blog posts and video content over at the website, and we got that all access exclusive mm -hmm. content, Banter Truth on Tuesdays, Weekday Wisdom, Monday through Friday. Head on over to doctrineanddevotion.com slash all access to sign up today. Later. Mm -hmm.